0: Welcome to Parenting Decoded, a podcast for practical approaches to parenting. I'm Mary Eshin. I've had quite a few people asking me about chores, how to set them up, do you pay for them, how much do you pay, is allowance tied to chores, do I need chore charts with rewards, what do I do if my kid won't do their chores? Well, in this podcast, I want to address all those issues and more. Chores let your kids develop life skills that, if taught well, will launch them into a good place in life. I'll start with the research behind why chores are important, and then I'll get into the nitty-gritty of how to implement chores with kids of various ages. First, the research. Research shows that kids who do chores grow into happier, healthier, far more successful adults, and the sooner parents start them on them, the better off they are. There have been two groundbreaking studies looking at success and correlations with behavior and upbringing. One is the Harvard Grant study, which gathered data on individuals over 75 years, and the other is a University of Minnesota study looking at individuals over a period of 20 years. Both published a ton of results in 2015. Here are some brief observations that I want to highlight for you. Number one, it starts young. The best predictor of success in young adulthood on measures related to education completion, career path, and personal relationships was whether they had begun doing chores at an early age, as young as three or four. Number two, professional success. Doing chores was significantly correlated with academic and career success, but there are even indications that early chores were linked to higher IQs. Imagine that. Number three, relationship skills. A kid who learns early to do chores will be a more generous and cooperative partner. It's easier to live and work with a person who has learned to take care of his or her own stuff and to be responsible for some of the boring work that adult and family life requires. Chores teach kids vital relationship skills like cooperation, teamwork, and respect for others. I bet we all know someone in college who was the biggest slob and thoughtless roommate ever, never picked up after themselves, didn't do the dishes, left the counter dirty and disgusting after cooking. Yuck. Number four, mental health. Researchers found that participation in chores as children was a better predictor for mental health in adulthood than social, class, and family conflict. Number five, organization, time management, and delayed gratification. Kids who do chores learn to organize their time and delay gratification. Both those are vital skills for later success. If you have to do the dishes before playing video games and your friends are playing at 7 p.m., then you'd better get those dishes done before then. Having to fit in chores forces kids to learn to manage their time. Julie Lithgott Himes, who wrote the book How to Raise an Adult, said, while it can be tempting to give kids a pass on busy homework nights, real life is going to require them to do all these things. When they're at a job, they might there might be times that they have to work late, but they still have to do grocery shopping and do the dishes. In the Harvard Grant study, researchers identified two things that people need in order to be happy and successful. The first, love. The second, Work ethic. What's the best way to develop work ethic in young people? Based on high achievers who were part of the study, there's a consensus of what gave them a good work ethic, a pitch-in mindset. This is a mindset that says there's some unpleasant work, someone's got to do it, it might as well be me. That's what gets you ahead in the workplace. The drawback we have as parents, however, is that having our kids do chores doesn't necessarily wind up being less work for us, does it? It takes more time to teach our kids to do chores and to do them well instead of just doing the chores ourselves sometimes. How many of us look forward to nagging our kids and reminding them day after day to do their chores anyway? Now that we understand the benefits of doing chores for the long term, I want us to take a close look at the practical side of what we can do to help us arrange for chores in our households. I want to start by addressing one major issue Should we pay for chores? I firmly believe we shouldn't. A family is a unit of people who need each other and love each other. It takes work to take care of a family, and there's no reason why kids can't learn at an early age that pitching in is just something they need to do. Remember that life skill we learned about earlier, pitching in? We do need to set up chores with love and encouragement, though, instead of nagging and threats. When we pay our kids for chores, they start to think that if they don't get paid, then they don't have to work. Or if they don't need the money, then they don't need to do the chores either. They become workers for hire and not contributing family members. We threaten to withhold money when they aren't done, and this shouldn't be about money. It should be about pitching in. I do want to say that I believe in giving kids allowance as a means to learn about handling money, but it should be separate from chores. Teaching kids about money is so important, actually, that I'll do a separate podcast on it soon, so stay tuned for that. To help you on the practical side of things, I'm going to go over now my recommendations for chores by age. I'm going to give you some basic examples, but after you're done listening, feel free to visit my Parenting Decoded Pinterest board for more ideas on kids' chores. Starting for kids two to three years old, you want to start young. Yep, really young. I'd start as early as two. Richard Broomfield, who wrote the book How to Unspoil Your Child Fast, he put it nicely when he said, when kids are really young, they want to help you rake leaves or prepare dinner. Take those opportunities to let kids help. Those moments are infused with love and connection. By the time they're older and really able to do those tasks competently, they've lost interest. So, carpe diem, seize the day. A two- or three-year-old helping sweep the back porch, dust the bookshelves, or make a snack in the kitchen with a parent is a happy kid. When they grow up and inevitably have to accomplish those things, they'll be less likely to rail against you If you start early and it's all natural that they're doing chores, what kind of chores could a two- or three-year-old do? I'm just going to give you some samples. Um, They can pick up toys. They can wipe up spills. They can dust. They can clear places at mealtimes. They can help put away groceries, really simple ones. They can sort recycling or, or put dirty clothes in the laundry. Super simple, but you want to have them be participating. For four to six year olds, you want to start to move into chores that are more helpful to you and that they can learn to do without your help all the time, um, but that they're still not too hard. And the examples I have here are um, they could make their bed in the morning, they could sort laundry and put away clothes, they could feed a pet, they could set the table, make a small snack, or even help with dinner, they could pull weeds. They might not do a great job, but they could do it. Um, water plants, they could vacuum. Kids lo- that age love to vacuum. They could sweep the porch. Moving on into seven to nine years old, you can get start getting lots of things that they can do. They can get themselves out of bed in the morning. I'm not sure that's really a chore, but you shouldn't be doing it for them. Um, they could make their lunch for school get out their snacks, things like that, pack their backpack. They can do their laundry or at least fold it. They could should be able to cook a simple meal. You could have that be a chore. L- load and unload the dishwasher. Clean up after the dog. Clean the bathroom. They could take out the trash. For 10 to 18 years old and beyond, I want to say that they can do lots of things. They can all do their own laundry. I'm going to talk about that later. They could mow the lawn. They could cook a complete meal from start to finish. They could wash the car, mop the floors. They could babysit. They could help with the younger children. They could do basic home repairs like changing light bulbs or dusting fans or tightening low screws and stuff like that. So that gives you an idea of some chores you might put based on how old your kids are. But What I want to talk about now is I want to talk to families with older kids who haven't been doing chores or almost no chores yet. I'm mostly talking about families with teens or tweens, but if you have elementary kids who aren't doing chores right now, this section can be really helpful as well. If you have kids in this category, it's going to be a huge adjustment for them. That's for sure. Our society has transitioned to valuing homework more than teamwork. So we've given our kids a pass when it comes to contributing, and they're likely to resist your efforts to get them to contribute. For starters, I'm going to give you the number one chore that you need to have your teen or tween start doing right now. Okay, we're going to start slow. Just give them one. It only involves them. If they don't do this chore, it only hurts them. Not you, not the rest of the family, not even the family cat or dog. What is it? Laundry. Yep, laundry. Set up a family meeting and announce that starting in one week, you'll allow your children to do their own laundry whenever they'd like, as long as you're not using the machines yourself. You allow them to choose when To have a lesson on how to use the washer and dryer, you also let them know that once they are trained, they are responsible for using the appliances appropriately or paying for the repairs if they aren't using them appropriately. Lovingly tell them that you will always provide soap and answer specialty questions that arise, but their laundry will now be their laundry. Then, after the family meeting's over, you implement it. Things might get stinky in their rooms just shut the door. They need to take care of themselves and this is the perfect life skill and chore for them to own. Some parents think that they'll waste water, but this is much less likely than them not cleaning their clothes often enough. Here's what else you need to do. No yelling, no reminding or nagging. If you have an athlete, all the more reason to get them in the groove early. They might come to realize They need more underwear to stretch out washings to once a week or once every two weeks. Great! Let them buy more underwear. They can use their own money. If they dye a load of laundry pink because they didn't separate their colors correctly, let them wear pink or replace things again with their own money. If your child won't fold their laundry, won't put it away, don't lift a finger. Let them wear wrinkled clothes. Let them figure out what is clean and what is dirty if it's all in a pile in their room. Just stay away. Assist them by answering questions by all means. Just don't do their laundry. Okay, feeling better? Do you think you can get that one implemented at your house? Good, this laundry chore will get you on the path toward where you really wanna be, getting them more involved in chores around the house. So what's next? Well, here's what I did with my boys when they hit middle school. This process I'm gonna describe takes a bit of time to implement, but I really think it's worth the effort. It was absolutely worth it for me. Start by taking a piece of binder paper and taping it to the fridge in your kitchen. Every day, many times a day, write the chores that everyone in the family does on the list. Take about two weeks to write all the chores so that you get a really good cross-section of things that need getting done. Add pages as they get full. I told my boys about the list and encouraged them to write down their chores if they didn't see them on the list, but it was a list of all our chores, not just theirs. So what was on the list? Grocery shopping, driving kids to school, making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, paying bills, earning the money to pay the bills, vacuuming, planting the garden, making beds, cleaning the dishes, setting the table, etc. Our list was about three pages long in the end. Next, organize the list into categories. Daily, things like making beds, bed, setting the table. Weekly, taking the garbage bins to the street, combing the cat. Monthly, cleaning their bathroom. And random, changing light bulbs, refilling toilet paper, washing the car kind of stuff. I happened to put all mine into a spreadsheet so I could more easily manipulate them and add columns for who will do each chore, but do whatever works for you. The last step is have a family meeting again and brainstorm who does what. True confession, the first time I did this, I hadn't categorized the daily, weekly, monthly thing, and it was a disaster. I had to rethink my process and hold another family meeting a few days later, which is what I'm actually describing now, so you can learn from my mistakes. (laughs) My kids had Already had chores, but this magic list showed them that mom happened to be doing lots of the chores with dad in second place. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time, so it wasn't all that surprising. For their daily chores, I just asked for two simple things before school. Straighten up their beds and open their blinds. I love light in my house, and I really wanted that help. They agreed, and it seemed reasonable. They had other daily chores, but those were the wins by doing this list. For their weekly chores, they got to decide when they did them, which days worked best in their busy schedules. This is where using choices was key. I wanted them done, they could say when. They also chose some chores that they would own and others they would rotate. It seemed that neither of them wanted to clean the litter boxes for our cats, so they rotated that one with taking the garbage bins to the street. I was flexible. It didn't matter to me when, just that they were helping. I also had a commitment from my husband and boys that if I cooked, they'd clean the dinner dishes. We would all take our plates over to the counter, but then one boy would help dad wash the pots and load the dishwasher, and the other one was responsible for cleaning up the leftovers and counters. Again, choices. I could chill while they happily picked their after-dinner music and cleaned up. It never took more than 15 minutes. This, again, was a chore I used to pretty much do all myself and not always happily. Another win. However, my real coup, if you ask me, came when I showed them the random list of jobs, the ones that don't have a schedule. I had about 40 jobs on it once I had sorted everything into categories. I was pretty much doing most of the 40 jobs, and they could all see that now. Before I created this list, they had no idea how long it was. I asked them to each pick four jobs from the list. I didn't care which ones, just pick and be responsible. Their eyes lit up only four? wow, that's a steal. They were expecting 15 or something like that. While that doesn't seem quite fair to me in some ways, I was thrilled to have one son now be the permanent light bulb changer and the other the toilet paper refiller and foaming soap refiller. I can't even remember the other ones, but it was awesome. Just the week before we did this, I had asked one of my sons to replace a light bulb. They had no interest whatsoever, especially since we had high ceilings and a lot of them needed a ladder to get to. Well, the very next week after the new jobs were selected, I got four light bulbs changed by a happy teen. Yep. He smiled and just went off to change them. He now had a new perspective that he hadn't had before about how much it was taking to maintain our house. I loved it. I encourage all of you to make your list and get buy-in for some assistance. Chores are good for your kids, even if they won't admit it. Next, I'm going to talk about how you might track and set up the chores. There are quite a few clever ways I've been researching that parents accomplish getting their kids to know what chores to do chore charts, chore jars, and chore days or mornings. Chore charts, a simple chart that has chores listed and maybe the days of the week. You can use a marker or stickers that the child can show that they're done with a chore. Simple. Some families collect stars and give a reward, but since rewards are kind of like paying for chores, I'm not all that keen on rewards. Just charts for tracking what's to be done. If your child can't read, by all means use pictures. If your child is older, have family meetings to discuss what chores will be done, by whom, and when. The more choices you can give your kids over chores, the more ownership they will have in completing them. Another thing that you can use are chore jars. I love some of the Pinterest ideas where you take Popsicle sticks and write all the chores on them and put them in a jar that says to be done chores. Each person in the family can then pick a stick, do the job, and then put it in the completed jar when they're done. Have different jars for different age kids if you need to, but be creative. A third type of choreing that I've come across was to have a chore day or chore morning where some families pick one day on the weekend, maybe maybe a Saturday morning, where they do all the chores together, the weekly chores together. A list is posted that morning about what needs to be done, and everyone pitches in until they're all completed. Okay, got some ideas about how to do that. Now let's move on. We might agree on the concept of chores, but what if our kids won't do them without lots of nagging and threats? We need to stop (laughs) nagging and threatening. I need you to go back and listen to podcast number 10 on how to set up good consequences. Using the love and logic technique called energy drain that those of you who came to a class learned, as well as setting some good limits as to what will happen if chores aren't done, is the direction you need to head in. If you don't know the energy drain technique, I'll put a link to the audio you can download from Love Logic Institute. When kids are younger, it's simple to use limits to state positively things you want done. Things like would sound like anyone who's finished their chores is welcome to come and sit down at dinner table, or I read books to kids who've put their clothes in their hamper. These work really well for little ones. For snarky teens and tweens, You might need something more like, gee, it really drains my energy to see all those dishes sitting in the sink. What are you going to do to put my energy back? If they refuse, just like I describe in podcast number 10, the next day might look like, I drive kids to school or soccer practice who have put my energy back. Or I allow kids to use electronics who've put my energy back. You need to be calm and you need to not nag or yell. I know it can be hard, but believe me, if you're consistent, your kids will trust that you mean what you say. I do want to cover one more advanced concept that worked really great for my own boys. I never yelled or nagged about doing chores. I let it be known that I'd be happy to do any chore for them, and I posted a list of charges on my kitchen bulletin board. It was only $20 for me to take the garbage bins to the street. $5 to refill the toilet paper, and $10 to comb the cat. Everything had a price. I collected my charges once a month from the pink note cards that went on the bulletin board to track when I did a job for them. It allowed me to be a happy mom, and they got to be responsible since they did not like giving me their money. This whole setup I'll explain in a future podcast about how to teach your kids about money, but for now, put prices on things. I also bargained to take down a pink card if they did one of my jobs. I was flexible. I'd even tell you to feel free to post what you'll pay your kids to do your jobs for if they want to earn money, especially if they have some pink cards that they need to earn money to pay. Did I give you enough practical ideas on how to get some chores done at your house? I hope I haven't overwhelmed you, Realizing that our kids need chores is what I hope I've accomplished here. Let your kids grow and experience real life. Get them out of the academic and performance-oriented bubble our society has been forcing them into. Help create humans who care to pitch in and understand that life isn't all about them. It's about creating a loving environment where we can work together to solve problems. I loved how Julie Lithgott Himes said in her book, How to Raise an Adult, by making them do chores, taking out the garbage, doing their own laundry, they realize, I have to do the work of life in order to be part of life. It's not just about me and what I need in this moment. If you found this information useful, please forward the podcast link on to your friends and family. That's all for now. Take care and be safe. Have a blessed rest of your day.